So hello, you're all very welcome to the very first conversation on I Sprain My Mental Health podcast. So an assortment of philosophy, inane ramblings with little or no planning or preparation. So if you're expecting shrewdness, professionalism and, you know, an air of all around quality and content and sound, I'm afraid you're in the wrong fucking place. Um, you can go back to the Guardian website. So I'm currently seated in an unwashed Ford Focus in an underground car park of a Tesco superstore. That's the vibe we're going with. And I've little or nothing more than a general vibe of lampoonery and no fucking script. So we'll see how this goes. I suppose my intentions are as such to offer, I suppose, an extension of, you know, the scribbles about life that I share on social media. It's at performance underscore doc on Instagram. It's my weapon of choice. It's colourful, it's methodological, it's slightly less political than other platforms, in my opinion, um, and it works. So, look, if you enjoy the tossing words of my, home, my overall life rationalism um, that I sort of place upon this uh, platform every day, well, then stay with me. And if not, change the channel. It's grand, it's no biggie. So, I sprain my mental health. The name itself comes from a poetic monologue that I wrote a few years back it was featured on a lustforlife.com fantastic website in relation to mental health and all things well-being check it out if you haven't done so already and the piece itself was a focus on how we differentiate our viewpoint when it comes to you know physical injury um, as opposed to mental illness or mental in- injury and you know in truth it was probably the fucking apex of my artistry and writing because i've written feck all since i think the popularity of the piece was a lot down to the name i think the name summed up so much more than the actual content the actual verses of it and it's something people sort of got straight away it's like yeah i get you you sprain your ankle you get crutches people will ask you how it is you sprain your mind you've difficulty up there it's not on show you're not gonna always get that interest from people that sort of compassion from people because they can't see it they don't know what's going on so that's where it's come from that's why i'm going with the name for this podcast and i suppose that'll be the focus in terms of the discussion i'll bring forward um in different episodes as we as we move on so that's where we're at so I've moved on. I'm now sitting outside a post office. The guys in Tesco, I think, were on to me. Um, so yeah, the production, and I use that word very lightly, of this particular episode is very much like a story you'd see on Snapchat or Insta in that I'm just kind of making this up as I go along right throughout the day. And if something comes into my mind, I'm just going to pop it on here. Uh, as a segment and I'll worry about editing afterwards so I think what came into my mind just kind of I pulled up there was why do I talk about mental health openly what was my decision to kind of bring myself to this point where I'm comfortable to address and express kind of feelings uh, within myself whether negative positive or otherwise and the reason is it began for me probably three or four years ago at this stage um, I felt there was a lot inside me um, that I had only sort of you know brought into my head to look at within myself um, 
and I made a decision to kind of start writing about it and in putting my feelings, my emotions um, down on paper, I found it quite helpful. I found it, I don't, liberating is a strong word, but I found it was being there in front of me gave me something to sort of reflect upon without sort of focusing too much on the pinball in my head it was like if I gave it structure and paper I could read it back in an order I could read it back in sections break it down and sort of see where I'm coming from from different angles uh, in that regard so I suppose it just kind of developed from that Um, I've done different things I've written about it I've blogged about it I've done videos about it I'm not too keen on videos I'm not too comfortable in front of a camera I think audio base is, is good for me and um, you know despite the deviated septum and the very fact that I talk through my nose in my North Dublin melody and if you can't get a grasp of what I'm saying uh, I fucking don't apologise this is how I talk just deal with it um, so yeah so I've done different things I took a step up I walked on phone lines for one of the one of the self-help organisations, I won't say which one, as I'm not really sure if I'm allowed to or not. And uh, that helped. That gave me a fucking insight to the problems and issues that other people have and made me realise it's not all fucking about me either. I think the goodness in volunteering for the phone lines is that it took me away from my own head and my own responsibility to myself in dealing with my own problems which I had maybe got a little bit caught up on and prioritised so much in my head um, that I was maybe losing a bit of focus as to what I actually had to deal with. So to commit to sort of listening to others, and that's all this was, a listening service, it wasn't by any means counselling, um, it, it was just a, a medium in which you sat, provided your ears as such and, and let people sort of talk to you. Um, it was difficult in that there were so many times like I just wanted to put the phone down, drive to wherever this person was and just hug them and love them. Um, and that's how difficult this kind of conversation sort of was um, when you were dealing with people. But as I said, so many variable um, problems that they had been facing in their lives that whilst they were completely different to anything I'd sort of experienced, there were still elements I could relate to. But it, it was certainly difficult. Um, at times there were phone calls that could go on for over an hour um, and you felt it was maybe, well, you know, you maybe felt you weren't getting anywhere but at the end of the day that was an hour of talk time for someone. That was an hour where they had somebody giving them their full attention and listening um, and that was sort of the value in it. I think the overall pattern and what I learned from it is that the majority of people are lonely that, that's what I got from it and this again goes back to mental health awareness in Ireland as a nation and that we always associate and again in my opinion there's an associative sort of nature to it that it's extreme end everything is depression everything is suicide related but I think there's so much more that's related to the everyday um, such as loneliness and I, a good example was if there was a Tuesday night say where there was maybe a Champions League game on the telly you can guarantee that at half nine onwards you get phone calls particularly from lads who are just looking for somebody to talk about about the match that was just on whether it was Liverpool or Barcelona or whatever 
and they were nice calls to get. They they were humbling. They were they were um, they were warm, and they were nice calls to get. But again, it just sort of showed the simplicity in. In, in isolation, despite the fact that it's put out there that we're a much more, much more networks and connected society. Um, so I think the provision of a, of a phone line and a service that this particular organisation provided gave a wonderful outlet for everyday sort of predicaments such as that, such as loneliness. And it was wonderful for my own growth. I'm, I'm very grateful to have sort of experienced it. So... My experience on the phone lines, which I, I hope gave value to somebody and, and gave help and assistance to somebody, um, I, I did it for nine months, um, and just mentally in my own head, I, I felt that was all I was I could give. I, I may go back to it in, in in future time, but just with the period of my life with, with other commitments as well, it was all I could give at the time. It gave a perspective to the broader sense of crises in terms of mental health in this country it was the first time I maybe started researching what else was sort of going on and in my opinion I, I, I believe like the services that are required to, to assist people uh, emotionally and intellectually that like they're not adequately provided from a government's uh, level and I think this makes our everyday support um, our you know as everyday people male or female of, of any given age and our advocacy of organisations such as AWARE or Pieta House, it, it makes it all the more important that we're, that we're pushing this um, and making people know that we know they're there and we believe in what these people do, um, you know, whether it's a, a seminar, a free counselling session, just all around general guidance. I think to promote and put out there that we believe in what's being done um, on the back of, of what's missing um, it's something that's going to give people help and notification, probably without us even knowing it. Um, I mean, look, we can't change the fucking world, but um, I think on an individual level, I think I can only speak of my own experiences, my own choices that I've made, and I continue to make um, with a desire to make my own life better and build my own mental vitality and emotional awareness. Um, and in sharing that through this podcast or blogs or, or wherever it may be, if that can provide value to any given person, male or female, um, then like it's an enhanced substance to my own life discovery as I grow. Um, so I think whether it's the utmost end of crisis and depression, um, you know, suicide, severe end, or the everyday problematics that we've discussed in terms of maybe loneliness or general anxiety, the, the scale of suffering is varied and, and different for everybody, and that must be, must be respected. I, I, I firmly believe that. Um, and I suppose a question just to put out to you, um, as you're obviously listening to this, you're interested in mental health uh, and progression in this country. I mean, just ask yourself, what, like, what's your understanding of mental health? What is the first thing that comes into your mind straight away when you hear the words mental health? And this is something I found a very interesting exercise uh, based on what is written and what's read every day in relation to our nation's well-being. So do that for yourself. See what you come up with.